Many individuals try to find success on a daily basis. But what defines this success? Where does it come from? When you find a passion in your life and pursue this passion, everything can come together to form success. This is Taking Care of Business with David Wallach. Our guests will motivate you to take the next step to your success. Now, here's your host, David Wallach. Good morning, y'all. We're happy to be back with our show, uh, Taking Care of Business. Our guest today is described as a passionate entrepreneur with a positive outlook for life. Later in the show, we'll find out if we can add the title also serial entrepreneur to the passionate entrepreneur. My guest today is Tara Molina, CEO and president of New Wave Media, a full marketing agency driven by strategy and fueled by results. Good morning, Tara. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Excellent. Um, let me start by sharing some information we have or we were able to find about you with the listeners. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I, I promise to be a good boy. Um, so you studied communication and broadcasting journalism at Robertson College. Mm-hmm. Then you continued at the University of Manitoba and you took psychology and business communication. Yes. Yeah, a lot of business people need psychologists yeah, as well. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, at Mount Royal College, you studied business communication again. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of a thread because yeah. we were studying. Uh, you started your career as an entertainment reporter in Winnipeg mm-hmm. at Chorus Entertainment in 2000. Yes. Um, that was too small for you, so you moved to the Big Apple, you moved to New York. I did. And uh, during, I, I think during your uh Experience in the Big Apple, you co-founded a video production company. That's true. In 2005, you moved to uh, the wonderful city of Calgary, and you worked for Opulence Magazine. Opulence Magazine. Opulence yeah. Magazine. Um, in 2007, you co-founded New Wave Media. I and did. And you are the CEO and president since its inception. Yes. In 20, 2008, you, pub- you became the publisher of Guide to Schools, and you still do that mm-hmm. today. Um, and I guess this was not enough, so congratulations. <laughs> Last month you got your real estate uh, associate license. I did. So congratulations, as if, we, as if I need another competition. <laughs> um, Tara, your volunteer experience included two, what I found were two kind of uh, organizations. One, you were a board member with the Airdrie Power, which is protecting our women with emergency resources. Yes. And you are the marketing partner with Queen's Legacy Rand Society, which is uh, raising funds to deal with sudden infant death syndrome. Yes. So, Cassandra, what do you say? Is she a serial entrepreneur or just a passionate? Serial. Serial, okay. <laughs> Tara is married to Jonathan Molina mm-hmm. and has two young, wonderful daughters. I saw pictures on Facebook. Yeah, they're pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> and you're very objective about that. <laughs> so... Um, Let's start uh, by diving into some uh, personal questions so we get to know you better, not just the bio, the dry bio starting. uh, Nobody starts at university. So geographically, you are from Winnipeg, Manitoba? I am from Winnipeg, Manitoba. I'm very proud of it. Why? It's a great place to grow up. It's a huge arts and culture scene. And you know what? Those memories that you have splashing around in the water, there's real water there. So it's it's an excellent place to be from. Lots of memories. Um, and, you know, I, the, the, the whole notion of entrepreneur, um, is it something you, you saw at home? Is it your parents, your siblings that were kind of driving you to be an entrepreneur? Or? No, actually, I really do give full... Um, 
full credit to the experiences that um, that were placed with me. Uh, so I've, I came across a lot of different opportunities, and I don't really know what it was. None of my family are entrepreneurs. Um, they're all bankers and teachers. Um, I really don't know what it was. I just saw opportunities growing up, and I always went for it. So not too sure where that came from, but it came. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Um you know, that's something we share in common. My, my parents always worked for, you know, an organization. Yeah. My brother worked for an organization, and I'm the black sheep of the family. <laughs> <laughs> um, so growing up in, in Winnipeg as a kid, um, I got to know you only this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I read a lot during uh, the preparation, and usually the next question I ask is, what kind of kid were you? Were you a hyper, a quiet, geek, social animal? I think I can take out the geek and the quiet from the equation. So what kind of a kid were you growing up? Um, I would say very driven. Um, I would always try to do the best that I could do. Um, I was very social. I was a cheerleader, if you can believe that. Um, And I played a lot of sports and just tried new things. I was always interested in what the next best thing would be and always just tried and put in my top effort. Um, I think you answered some of the question I asked you earlier about being an entrepreneur from a family that is not driven mm-hmm. is a really interesting uh, key. And, and we'll get back to yeah. uh, driven later when we talk about business. Um, what kind of sports did you I played play? ringette. Um, I was in swimming. I played soccer. Um, I did track and field, badminton, you name it. I played a variety <laughs> of sports. Was there one sport that you liked more than the others and you kind of excelled in and it? So- Cheerleading. So some people don't always see that as a sport, but we actually were competitive. Men see it as sport. You know what? I actually used to be a cheerleader for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers as well. So I took it all the way to the pro. I see. And uh, so you still do that? Oh, I wish. No, I don't. (laughs) Those are way back in the day. (laughs) I I think that the the Congress Tempedas are looking every year. I know, right? Yeah. (laughs) Add that to the the list. (laughs) What what, what kind of... um, what? You know, cheerleader is kind of a team sport. It is. What What did it teach you? What did you learn being in a team? Because some of the sports you mentioned, swimming, for example, is it's against yourself. Yeah. But here you have to cooperate with other people. Um, what did you learn about yourself, about working in a team? Well, you just said cooperation, respect, um, your own integrity. Because uh, you do have to work with people, but you still have to stay true to yourself. Um, and just that team effort and, you know, having trust and faith that other people are right beside you and you're all moving towards the same goal. Were you a captain on one of those teams? I was. Um. <laughs> How did I guess, Cassandra? <laughs> <laughs> I, hope you're, I hope you're having fun here. Of course. <laughs> Um, so, any extracurriculum other than sport and study? Did you work? Did you volunteer during your um, uh, youth years? I worked. I started working way back in the day when I was 14 years old. Um, always had a few jobs. I was a babysitter. I worked in fast food uh, way back in the day, retail. Um, but I always, I always have been working and um, volunteer. Uh, I used to read um, to children. There's a children's festival in Winnipeg, so every summer I would have be at a booth and I'd be reading stories to the children. So, um, 
if we if if I ask Cassandra here to call the school and to talk to one of the teachers and say, what do you guys think about Tara? <laughs> I, I guess Molina was not their name no. at that time. Uh, but they will, will say Tara, and they will know exactly who we're talking about. What do you, what do you think they will say? So it'd be the principal, and he <laughs> actually was my principal in junior high, and then moved with us with our graduating class into high school. And he would probably just say that Tara is just a spark of energy and very driven. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can see that. <laughs> uh, I, I wish we were on TV because then other people can see that. Um, so you go to Robertson College, you go to University of Manitoba, uh, and you focus about on, on communication. Yes. Um, when did you know that this is your career path, that communication is something you want to do for a living? Um, I think it started in high school and being part of all the teams that I was on and, and realizing that I was I was just good at it. I was a leader and people seemed to listen and um, I just was able to feel good about being able to connect with people. So I really took that route. I did meet some influential people along the way um, that really did steer me in, in different directions. And I, and I saw what they were doing and I saw the happiness that they had. And I always feel that if you're passionate about something and you really love what you're doing, you're going to be successful. So it's just the route that I've always taken because it's something that I love doing. I, I love communicating and I love um, connecting with people. Um. You mentioned that there were some people that uh, kind of you met along the way, and, and basically that's my next question. Was there one person or event that influenced you more than others to go to that, that route? Yeah, so um, just like uh, growing up, you do meet some, you have relationships with people. Um, but back in Winnipeg, uh, when I was uh, in broadcasting with um, CJKR, um, I did meet somebody who was at the time working with a channel, um, switched to City TV. But he is the reason why I moved out to New York. His name was Paul, um, and he was working for a television show um, out in Manhattan. And it was just um, at the time, unfortunately, of 9-11. Um, so he ended up uh, being right in the midst of all of the the chaos happening and was an international reporter and followed the story along and I just saw his passion um, for really just getting to the truth and to the bottom of it and in his journey and that just really inspired me um, to pursue it even more. Um, he's the one that we also co-founded the, the video company together um, but yeah, he was really that first um, inspiration for me to continue with communication, very talented individual and um, something that I admired. So I wanted to carry on with it. I see. And, um, you know, uh, you, you finish your uh, study. So, did, sorry, did you work at the same time that you studied uh, with, uh, was it course in, in I did. entertainment? Yeah. As an entertainment reporter. I was an entertainment reporter. Mm -hmm. So what kind of entertainment do you report in Winnipeg? So I was, so CJKR it would be the equivalent, it's, a, it's an alternative rock station. Um, so a lot of, it was mostly cars um, or festivals, um, things of that nature, just more of the, the fun lifestyle things happening in and around Winnipeg. I see. Um, so you get your, you know, undergrad in, in business communication, what, what's next? What's next? So I eventually moved out here to, to Calgary and uh, met my now husband, Jonathan Molina. And 
he, we just saw a gap in the marketplace. So we worked again, um, Jonathan ha- was the publisher of Opulence magazine, and that's how we met. Um, and What's Opulence magazine? Oh, it was a it was a lifestyle magazine in Calgary. Um, Does it still exist? It doesn't still exist because <laughs> we moved into New Wave Media. So we he came from that traditional marketing background where it's just print advertising, editorial, and I came more from that communication side with public relations. And in two thousand and seven, that was really the start of a lot of um, these social media platforms. And people didn't really know how to use them, but coming from this communications background, using social media was a natural um, transition for me. And we were actually one of the the first agencies to offer social media as a service. Um, And that's really how we started New Wave Media. We joined together, saw this gap in the marketplace, and really wanted to offer that full service experience. We'll get back to New Wave uh, a little bit later, but before that, I want to kind of uh, uh, go back and, and your decision to leave Winnipeg and move to New York. I think that's a big move. It is a big move. I did it for a boy and I did it for an, an opportunity. What was the opportunity? Let's leave the boy out. <laughs> the opportunity I'm sure Jonathan was, is listening, so let's oh, leave I, the, uh, the boy it was, out. Uh, it was that opportunity to, to take a chance, try something new, gain some different experiences and just see a different side of life. And, and what did you learn about yourself moving to New York, which... Some people see New York as kind of almost the center of the universe mm-hmm. when it comes to business, when I'm sure when it comes to entertainment, yeah. when it comes to uh, TV. What did you learn about yourself? That I can do anything and you can stand on your own two feet. Um, it was a big transition from being a social butterfly in Winnipeg and knowing everyone to knowing nobody. And it's people don't just stand around and talk to you on the street. You really have your head down. You're walking to your destination. It's very lonely in in some aspects. But, um, yeah, I just really learned that I'm okay in my own skin and I can be confident and and do anything that I want to do. How did the family kind of They weren't happy. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't happy. It was a scary time, though. I did move down there. just a few months after the incidents so, at the Trade Center. So it was a little scary. Um, they probably didn't like it more because of the, the associated risk um, with all of the events that took place, but um, I did it and it was probably one of the best decisions I made. And in your bio, I, I was trying to figure out if that uh, video company, production company that you co-founded with Paul is named, yep. uh, was it in New York? It was. Um, that's kind of, I would say, I think, a tough market to penetrate. It is. It is. But because of the connections that he had, it was, um, I had help. So it wasn't, I'm not going to take full credit for that. But again, with the position that he had in, in the media that he was in, we had doors open for us. I see. And what was your role with that company? I was the on-air talent and I, I did a lot of the research. I was production as well. I see. And uh, the, this uh, company still exists? Or? No, no, it doesn't oh. exist. I see. <laughs> <laughs> it unfortunately left when I left, so when I moved out to Calgary. I see. Okay. Um, we have to take our first uh, commercial break. Uh, so uh, to our listeners, make sure to open a new tab and check uh, newwavemedia.com, new-wavemedia.com. Cassandra is also going to use our social media to post a few things. But I want you to check uh, check out on their website, Benson. He is New Wave Media Client Relationship Manager. And we will meet you here uh, after the uh, commercials. 
Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into Taking Care of Business with David Wallach. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to dvwallach at gmail.com. That's D-I-V-I Wallach at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. We're back with our guest, Tara Molina, CEO and President of New Wave Media. Uh, I hope you guys had time to check Benson. Uh, he's a very, he has a very important role with New Wave Media, and, uh, you know, we should appreciate that. Um, Tara, so you're in New York, um, and uh, you work, you co-founded a video production uh, company, and, and how many years did you stay in New York? I was just there for just over two years. Over two years. And, and how did you find the the business environment? Because from the outside, it looks like cutthroat on everything you do. What, what did you find? I actually had a great experience, and I think it could be um, the line of work that we were in. Uh, we were able to connect with people and build those relationships in a city that isn't really about building relationships it's very you know everyone kind of does their own thing and and uh it's not that open that open communication anywhere you go so we were the opposite we were able to to connect with people 
I see. So um, after two years, you decide that New York is not for you anymore, and you start moving back to... Uh, Move back to Winnipeg. To um, the great north. Yeah, exactly. Moved back to Winnipeg, um, did some more schooling in Winnipeg, and then saw an opportunity to move out to Calgary. Okay, so let's talk about your move to Calgary. Um, you also went to school in Calgary, if I, I remember right. Not you went well. to Mount Royal College at the time, now Mount Royal University, yes. and you took another kind of uh, course with the same business communication. Business communication. Mm-hmm. So uh, talk about business communication a little bit. What do you find in that kind of uh, niche? Um, basically just trying to identify who you're trying to speak to, what you're trying to get out of it, um, what the goal is, and, and how do you make that happen, and what tools and resources do you have to make that happen. And you mentioned that when you moved here, uh, you started working um, with uh, the publication... Yeah, Opulence. Opulence. And how long did you work there? A few years, and that's where I met my future husband okay. and business partner, Jonathan. So you kind of used earlier uh, words as driven, passion. So that's when you found your passion and drive to start your own company? Yeah, we saw that opportunity. So this was really where I could say the the moment where I truly, truly, truly became an entrepreneur. Um, I, I had the confidence to, to do it. I've always been confident, but there was this new level where we were starting something new. Uh, we were entering into a new market using social media, using the digital space to, to drive our message. So this really um, was the that first uh moment where I truly felt like an entrepreneur. I see. And how easy or tough was it to kind of penetrate the business uh, environment in Calgary? It was, it was tough. Um, so we did have those connections. Uh, we were very fortunate um, that it carried over from Opulence Magazine into New Wave Media. Um, but we started with just a handful of clients. We started working out of a, a basement of our house um, just to build that business. And it was John and I and a handful of consultants at the time because we didn't have this this large network. We were really starting something new and it was a lot of uh, effort. The proof is in the pudding. So we had to put in a lot of effort, make those connections, um, try new things, a lot of research. And when you're working in the digital space, things change every single day. So when we're trying to work with clients during the day, we're busy studying and, and trying to find out what's new, testing new things, new theories um, at night. So really it was a lot of work and it still is a lot of work today, but now we have the groove. Um, so, yeah. So I want to go back um, one step. You say you work with Jonathan and, and uh, you kind of find, you think you find a niche, but mm-hmm. um was the world waiting for another marketing uh, company? They needed us. Oh, okay. Uh, they, yeah, they, they needed us. They're really, so there are a lot of great uh, marketing agencies, lots, and even within the city, lots of great ones, but everyone has offered something unique and there's something special about their business. Um, and what's special to New Wave is the focus on strategy and really find finding what the client needs versus what they think they need and mapping out what the ideal strategy for their business would be. Whoa, whoa, whoa. stop here. I'm okay. a client. Ah, yeah. So you 
can find what I need versus what I think I need. So share with me the process. So it's the art of the interview. Again, go back to my communications background in broadcasting, asking those questions that you really uncover what is the underlying issue of a business? What's the ultimate goal? Everyone wants sales. Everyone wants leads. um, But really, what is the part of the business that needs? What are those areas of growth? Where's the opportunities? And how how does it differentiate you from your competitors and that's where we really get into the nitty-gritty and we use we find the, pl- the tactics and the platforms that will work best um, so that's your competitive advantage you think and, and you know um, if I look as a client now um, you know I have two companies mm-hmm. that, and none of them is doing PR and marketing uh, we, we do other stuff we do real estate and uh, when I look around me and I go okay I need now someone to help me with strategy and marketing and I kind of go and I Google and it looks like a big ocean. Yeah. And this big ocean has sharks and whales. Mm-hmm. And I want, I don't want to describe the local guys as sardines. <laughs> but, but in this big ocean of, of companies that have, I would say, endless resources, mm-hmm. to comp- how do you compete with them? Well... It's never easy. It's not hard to, it depends. Um, I'm going to answer this uh, maybe a little bit differently, but we're not trying to uh, be that big whale because we still have our own values and what we believe in. And we want to work closely with our clients and, and keep our finger on the pulse of their business. And they also understand how we work. So it's those relationships that matter. The bigger you get, the more disconnected you get from your clients. So one of our values is really being a part of our clients' um, success. And with that, they do get me as leading the charge with strategy and my team of awesome marketing professionals, but I'm part of the equation. So I work with them, they meet with me, um, we talk strategy together. I'm the one that usually is going through, we call it the strategic foundation where I'm uncovering um, where the opportunities are. But the competitive advantage is really that close working relationship where you're not you don't like you truly know our team and you get to work with us and our team truly knows our clients so we're an extension of their business mm-hmm. um, so you guys uh, Jonathan and you start a business mm-hmm. uh, what are the first hurdles that you kind of kind of encounter in terms of starting a new company so really from from my uh, role is is the process and how does everything work? What are all the options available? Um, you don't want to bite off more than you can chew and offer everything. So how do you how do you layer on your services? What are your services? What are your your vision and mission? Like what's your actual plan? So much like we plan out a marketing strategy for other clients, we have to do that for ourselves as well. So the biggest hurdles up front were who are we? What are we trying to achieve? And how are we going to get there? You know, the next question I have, you just started the question by yourself, um, mission, vision, purpose. What are the mission, vision, purpose of New Wave Media? That's one. The first, probably the first part of the question should have been, when did you put your mission, vision, and purpose? Before, during the process, or after you had already a company running? Well, I would say right at the start when John and I were trying to identify where we fit and where we fit and this is really what we believe at New Wave is we're an extension of our client's business and every day, every task, every client matters. That's what we 
strive to achieve. Um, and then along with that is it's always passion and dedication and, and whatever you do at the end of the day, do it with passion. And those are things that have lived with us from day one and they still live with us today. And any client that comes into the agency, they just feel it and they, they know it. We actually have it printed on our wall that every day, every task, every client matters. Um, so those are things. Is that the mission, vision or purpose? Kind of all summed up all in, summed into up. one. Our purpose is to advance our clients' um, objectives and goals, and, and reach their so they can reach their maximum return on investment. Now I'll put your consultant hat on. Sure. And now I want to start a new business. Okay. How important is it to have the mission, vision, and purpose before we even I hire the first guy or person or, or, or girl, or before I even start my business? I've seen in my life a lot of companies that get to that later. Yeah. Now you are my consultant, you have media. What what is the right approach? It's important to identify exactly who you are um, at the beginning because that's really the roadmap and the foundation for everything that you're connected to. So it's really making sure that your brand stays consistent across all and it's more than just a logo and an icon but it's what it says about you what what's your tone what are you trying to say um how are we saying it so really having those those three things are very important to really identify who you are up front um they can morph along the way um but you should have a really strong foundation and understanding of who you are as a business and what you're trying to achieve so um if i leave the uh studio right now and I call your office and I pick up one of the people that work there and I please share with me the mission, vision and, and, and purpose of New Wave they will all know how to sing it I would hope so, let's give it a go <laughs> let's give them a call um, they should because again it's printed on our wall, it's uh, something we speak to and we live it every single day. That's a great point that, uh, that I would like to kind of get more feedback from you. You know, I, we, we, and especially when we talk about entrepreneurs that uh, usually an entrepreneur, and you can relate to that, you're, uh, you're the CEO uh, to start a company, you are VP Finance, VP Marketing, VP HR. HR. I'm the janitor. Exactly. So um, the question I have for you is, when you deal with all the day-to-day minutiae, and how do you take the writing on the wall, which is the mission, vision, purpose, and you put it in gold letter or bold letter, and it's very nice, how do you take it from the wall to the office? So you do it by example, and you lead. Um, so there's two types of leaders. There's a leader that will sit behind and, and whip the team so they're pulling, or there's the leader that stands in front and, and pulls with the team. And that's the management style and the leadership style that I have. So it's really leading by example, working with the team for the overall goal. Instead of telling people what to do, you're explaining it, you're working with them, and you're guiding them. Um, and I think that's the, the difference um, from just having something on the wall to actually being part of it and making sure it's consistent. So you you, you, you practice follow me rather than charge yeah perfect um so uh you know when when we move forward uh, with with, uh, the question is um charity how important is charity uh to an entrepreneur that is busy with everything we already kind of mentioned hiring firing uh payroll uh, account payable account receivable everything (laughs) everything right (laughs) 
how important is charity uh, to a startup, to a new entrepreneur? Um, charity is very important. Uh, there's people that help you along the way. So giving back and helping others should be a priority to people. You're never, you don't get anywhere by yourself. There's always people in some way, shape or form um, helping you out. So, so giving back is actually part of a foundational piece um, at our organization. And when you talk about charity, uh, I want to kind of measure or not measure kind of, is it a personal thing? Or is it a company thing? Is it important to your employees that the company will be involved? Or is it important to you? Do you do it separately than the company? We actually do both. Um, so at New Wave, um, we take turns picking out our charitable cause. Um, we do it quarterly. We actually just finished our Habitat for Humanity build. That was picked up by one of our team members, Tom. Um, and so we're actually just in the midst of picking our next uh, charity, charitable um, team event. But we do encourage our team to do their own things, what matters to them outside of the office, and try to help out where we can. Um, once a year, we do um, donate our marketing services which is what brought me to Quinn's Legacy um, Society. So I met um, their family last year, and we actually donated all of the marketing services to help the advance their organization, get them some funding that they needed, um, and really bring Quinn's Legacy to a whole other level. So every year we pick a new um, organization. So we're still actually um, in the process of picking our organization for 2017. And is it true that you ran half a marathon for... I ran three half marathons last year. Why? I don't know. (laughs) You know, I just add something else to it. I see. We have your ranking, by the way. We found your ranking. Yeah. The Calgary half, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, here it is, your ranking. Uh, Not bad. Yeah, I did okay. Yeah, I can drive it uh, in the same time. What was my time? 2.07, something like that? Yeah, Yeah. 2.07 shift time. Yeah, that's okay. Um, Not bad. And, and, and um, I have a question uh, still with, with the charity. Now, again, we'll switch hats. Sure. Now you're consulting. Yeah. Do you think that as local companies, it gives an advantage to an entrepreneur or the local company competing about, remember, the big yeah, whales, the sharks, to be involved in the local charities? Um, yes, based on what the actual goal of the organization, who is the clientele. If somebody is a local business and their audience is local, absolutely, um, because you have to build those connections and you have to be a person. We're in an age of distraction, um, so just blasting people with messages isn't going to advance your organization. You have to build those relationships and connections and local marketing um, being part of those charitable organizations on a on a local level is very important for, for business. I see. Um, and, and, and is Jonathan still involved in the business? Oh, yes, he is. VP? He's actually, so you've mentioned it a couple of times. See, I'm not the CEO and president. I'm the president. Jonathan's the CEO. Well, that's what it says on everything we find on the internet. I don't know who changed it, but, you know, that's between John and it's you. It's okay. Well, it's okay. You know, I'm a radio talk show. I'm not a marriage consultant. But you know what's funny? His uh, version of CEO is chief executive order taker. So. Okay, perfect. So, uh, yeah, that's a that's a recipe for a good, <laughs> long marriage. I'm married for 33 years, and... Uh, 
you know, I didn't make one decision yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, it works very well. Um, I think that we have to get out to the next uh, second commercial break. Um, once again, open a new tab, uh, check new wave new-wavemedia.com follow them on Twitter, YouTube and Instagram, like them on Facebook as well as connect with them on LinkedIn and Cassandra will also um, post something to do with uh, Tara's new job, Uh, she got a new job recently and uh, we'll see you here at the other side of the commercial Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned into Taking Care of Business with David Wallach. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to dvwallach at gmail.com. That's D-I-V-I Wallach at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Good to be back with our guest, Tara Molina uh, of New Wave Media. Uh, we're now getting to the home stretch of our show, Taking Care of Business, and uh, we just want to announce a promotion with New Wave Media. Uh, Tara has decided to award Jonathan Molina as, the C- as a CEO, and she's uh, not a CEO anymore. You're just the president <laughs> just from the now? President. Okay, so Jonathan, congratulations from all of us at uh, voiceamerica.com for your new role as CEO of New Wave Media. Um, Tara, let's uh, talk about, you know, a New Wave is not enough for you. So you started to be a publisher as well. 
Yeah, so we um, publish a yearly magazine called the Annual Guide to Schools. And so really it was just to bring information to parents regarding all of the other options for schooling outside of the public school system. So whether you're focused in arts, science, athletics. Um, so we actually really break it down with a, a easy little survey of results that compare apples to apples. Um, but that magazine is available in print. It's also available digitally. Mm-hmm. And um, that wasn't enough as well, right? No. So being a mother of two, mm-hmm. uh, married to Jonathan, uh, New Wave Media, and so now real estate? Real estate. So if, like I said earlier, if you have something that you're passionate about and you have an opportunity to to follow that passion, you're going to do it because you're going to be successful. I've always been passionate about real estate. Um, I own multiple properties myself, so I guess you can add landlord to my title. Um, But I've always been passionate about real estate. And again, it's probably about building those connections with people and and, uh, communicating and just just the overall um, industry. So it's it's been a learning curve for the last 18 months doing the, the education, but now that I'm official, um, it feels great and it's really exciting and it's very complimentary to what I've already been doing um, for the last 10 years in marketing. So in your role uh, at New Wave you, and, and part of your work, you, you work with a lot of entrepreneurs. I do. Do you see that as a common thread that they are not, they cannot focus on one company, they have to do multiple things? Yeah, I do actually. I think once you have that entrepreneur bug, you're always you're always optimistic and looking for opportunities. Um, so whether it's even adding more services into their company and building their, their offering or branching out and helping other people, maybe some of them are mentors to others, but they're, they're doing more than one thing. Um, and that definitely is a common thread. Now, um, you mentioned earlier that uh, you had um, someone influence you. Um, did you have a mentor over those years as well? I've had a few mentors. Do you mentors. have now a mentor? Um, I don't actually right now, uh, which is surprising, but I've had uh, mentors over the years. I actually do mentor um, others. Um, so that's a, that's a hat that I love to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love working with pretty much anyone just helping them like navigate their course so um as a mentor um give me an example of, of a, without names like an industry or company that you work with and what what kind of advice or what can how do you see your role and how do they see your role so i actually love working with interns um, we get a lot of, whether they're working directly um, with New Wave Media or they're just somebody that likes to to call me um, every month just to, to ask me a few questions. I make myself available because, like I said, if, if I didn't have people around me um, to help me um, to answer questions or direct me um, in the direction that I chose, then... I wouldn't be where I am today. So I'm very much about giving back. And if it's five minutes on a phone call or a, an hour lunch with somebody, um, just answering questions and giving them a, a different side of it um, just so that they can have a better um, education to make their right decision, um, that's the least I can do. So as a mentor and or uh, president, not CEO anymore, <laughs> um, 
when you when you you meet and, and discuss with new entrepreneurs, what 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 do you kind of recommend? Focus on what? Focus on what you're good at, and try to delegate what you're not good at. Um, we in marketing. It's fun. You get to have be creative. And a lot of times it's that safe spot for businesses to just, they, they still want to ha- hold on tight to their marketing, but maybe that's not the best thing for them to grow their business. Maybe that's not what they're best at. So um, oftentimes you just have to let go of what you're not the best at and focus on what you're good at and advance your business and surround yourself with people that can actually help you do those jobs that you you should that might be bogging you down that isn't that you're not advancing your business earlier you said that uh, when you guys do your the analysis on, on clients especially probably new clients uh, you figure out from the questions and listening to them what they really need mm-hmm. versus what they think they need yeah. um, how do you find people cooperating on change It changes hard and it can be scary. And a lot of times um, with businesses, they've worked with a variety of different types of marketing agencies. Maybe they've worked with a web development agency that they thought they were full service, but maybe they weren't. Um, So when some, when people come to us, um, they're not always, we're not always their first kick at the can. They come to us because they've, they've maybe tried out a few different um, avenues. So change is hard, but really it's once you go through the process of working with them and, and finding out what they need and e- even how we present it um, and lay it all out for them, it's not hard for them to see our vision, but it can be a little scary. So we do some hand holding at first, but more often than not, um, we just kind of get full reins and, and get to run with it. I see. And, and people kind of, uh, uh, cooperate or people kind of, uh, you know, here's your, here are our recommendation, here the nice book, you know, nice cover, and uh, then you get the, you know, I've done this so many years this way, uh, who are you to tell me to change? Or, or So how do you deal with this kind of uh, rejection by the owner mostly? Uh, you know what, to, to be honest, we don't get rejection because we work with our clients. We know their comfort level. So it's, uh, any kind of marketing strategy is a living, breathing thing. It's not rigid. So it might be baby steps to get to that point, but you have to understand who your audience is. So our audience is our clients and how do we work with them to give them what they want, but also work with what we know will help them get to where they want to go. So it's really understanding who you're working with, how they want to work, what their comfort level is, and then following a path that will advance that goal. Um, as you know, our, our, our show is based on, you know, giving advice to entrepreneurs, people that want to make change in their life and, and, and uh, you know, have kind of hesitation or want to get to that. So during your process, and you, you're involved in at least two companies mm-hmm. that you found, uh, co-founded, yeah. um, any... Uh, hurdles during those journeys, any mistakes you made, two or three mistakes you can share with with our listeners, say, don't do this, and here's why. So the first one um, is try to quiet the noise in your head and and really focus on what that gut feeling is telling you. Um, More often than not, we just 
we're too in our heads and we'll just try something because maybe other people are telling us and we're not really feeling, trusting our feeling and our gut feeling. There's been many times that I've just gone with all that noise in my head and it can be costly. It's time consuming as you make these mistakes where if you just would have trusted your gut um, and really focused on what it, it was telling you, could have saved time, could have saved money, could have advanced yourself further. So try to quiet that noise in your head and focus on what your gut is telling you and figure out um, because most often than not that is the right thing to do Um, secondly is surround yourself with people that actually want to help you and advance you and not just are in it for themselves Um, so build your business tribe Um, so one of my sayings sayings is positive vibes only so really find those people that um, whether they're in your industry or not or somebody that Maybe they're not even in an industry, but it could be a trusted friend or um, a mentor. But try to find those people that will help you um, and bring out the best in you or your business. Did you have people around you that... Let me finish. (laughs) Did you have people around you that you later found out or or discovered that they were in for themselves or not to help you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So there's people that will... um, you know, potentially present themselves as, yes, I'm here for you, I'm here for you. But then later you find out through relationships that really maybe that wasn't the best choice, but you learn from everything. So there's always a reason for things, but um, you'll, as you get uh, going with it more, you can identify people's intentions. I see. And if if I today want to start my... um not in Calgary, I'm not going to compete with you. But if I want to start, if I'm uh, listening today uh, somewhere in, in North America or in Europe or, and I want to start my own marketing and PR and, and social media company, what are the two or three good, great experiences you, Jonathan, and you had um, to start a company and to, to make it work? Um, so find your niche. So do your research and see what's being offered. Don't jump into a pool where everyone's doing the exact same thing. You have to find what makes you different. It could be just the smallest little difference, but focus on that. Um, Once you identify that, then try something new. Try to make it really different, add some value, um, and then go out and and bring it to market and bring it to market with different messages and mediums and and really test, test, test and analyze. So if you're gonna do the, if you're gonna put something out there and you're not measuring it, there's no point in putting it out there because you need to see if it's working or not. So really do your research, find something unique and make sure whatever you put out there, you're testing and you're analyzing it. Do you have an elevator speech? No, I don't. But I should. Because everything, um, I live and breathe what I do. So I can can just talk about anything to whoever I'm with. But um, what I do is not cookie cutter. And I feel like elevator pitches are cookie cutter. Because I'll communicate with that one-to-one or if I'm in a crowd, whatever it is. um, But it's unique and special. And it's for that individual. So uh, you're against I'm not against it because if it helps people, it is it is what it is. But for me, um, I look at that human connection as individual experience, um, and I feel like it, it's more genuine. And I'm not I'm not a walking brochure. I'm I'm myself representing my business because I'm passionate about it. What about your employees? 
Do they have elevators? No, they don't. Not one of them. Um, We're very passionate about what we do. And depending on the service or who we're speaking to, um, really, it's I'm very lucky, knock on wood. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I have a team of amazing professionals that love what they do. um, And it shows. So um, if if I gave you a chance to meet two or three people dead or alive and, uh, you know, buy us coffee. I'm not one of them <laughs> yet, but buy them coffee, have a beer, have lunch, have dinner. Who are the two or three people that you will invite to the table, dead or alive? Oh, my goodness. That's a, So this is one of those questions yes. you told me about. I don't want to tell you, but you know what? I really don't know because I find... You have three minutes to give me an answer. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, I would invite my grandmother. Um, she passed away many, many years ago, but there's some questions that I would love to to answer. Um, to answer you know, most to, ask. To, to, to ask and uh, to for get her to answers, answer, yeah. to get answers. Um, you know what? It's I'm not much about a... I'm not going to say anything celebrity-wise or um, famous people because for me, it's it's mostly going to be relatives or, or people that, oh, I wish I, I would have asked that Um I look forward and, and forward is nothing but opportunities um, but in the past you don't typically you can't go back but if I could in this instance I would go back and ask certain questions so I'm not going to name drop anybody that anyone knows but it would really be those personal um, instances that I could go back um, what is the one thing in your life that you are proud of today my family my husband and my two daughters how old are they? I have a four-year-old and an almost two-year-old. Next week, she's two. Oh, wow. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. As we say, mazel tov in Hebrew. <laughs> um, you know, the one question that I don't have here on my screen, but so CEO, sorry, not CEO anymore, president, uh, real estate agent, publisher, mother, how do you find time for everything? You have to prioritize. My number one priority, no matter what, is my family. So they get my A time. And then everything else is it's scheduling and, and prioritizing and, and just knowing what you can't you can accomplish. I never overpromise and underdeliver. Never. Um, so you underpromise and over deliver. Absolutely. That's what you have to do. <laughs> but um, it's it's all about um, what your ratios are. So I don't believe in a balancing act because it's just ratio. So if something gets 20% one day and something else gets 80 and, and it changes. So what's your ratio and, and how do you balance it out? Tara, you have 15 seconds okay. to give me the last piece of advice and to give the listeners the last piece of advice from your life experience. Find something that you're passionate about and go after that. And if you don't like what you're doing, make a change and don't be scared to make that change. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, we have to summarize our show, uh, Taking Care of Business. Uh, I would like to thank my guest, Tara Molina, owner, president, and not CEO anymore of New Wave <laughs> Media. Jonathan, congrats again. We appreciate you sharing uh, with our listeners and us your personal story and especially your passion and uh, for marketing strategy and, and, and work in, in general. Uh, next Tuesday, I'll be hosting Colter Road, co-owner of Rosso Coffee Roasters. We'll have the opportunity to listen to their road to success and growing and a growing chain of coffee shops. Um, we hope to be able to broadcast from one of their coffee shops. That will be fun. Uh, it'll be noisy, but fun. <laughs> Before we end, I would like to thank uh, Aaron Keller, our dedicated engineer, as usual, every week. 
Cassandra Hannison, my loyal production assistant, and my executive producer, Winston Price. And now a personal thank you uh, from me to all the listeners. Last week was the last episode of uh, Taking Care of Business pilot season. Uh, it is with your loyalty and amazing feedback, uh, positive mostly, <laughs> mm-hmm. that made it possible and humbling for me. Uh, and we're going to continue now for a whole year. So you're going to have me to, for the next 52 weeks. Uh, thank you for your support. Um, I'm humbled. I would like to hear. To, I would love to hear more from you. Please email me at dvwallock at gmail.com. I wish you all a prosperous week. I'll meet you here Tuesday, June 20th, 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Your host, David Wallach. Thank you for listening to Taking Care of Business. Please join David Wallach again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until we talk again, make your week as great as you want it.